This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by the Family Planning Victoria Schools and Community Team. My name is Anne. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction, relationships. This podcast is designed for parents and carers of school-aged children so that we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today, I'll be asking Family Planning Victoria sexual health nurse, Alison, about condoms. I am planning a future episode all about different sorts of contraception, but I thought this would be a good idea to round off the year's podcasting with a quick episode just about condoms. This might be something you want to talk with your young person about as they start the new year or perhaps a new type of relationship. We talk a lot about condoms at Family Planning Victoria. We give them out for free in our clinics in Box Hill and at the Action Centre in the city. We're often invited into schools to explain to students how to use condoms. They are the only sort of contraception which protects against sexually transmitted infections. FPV would recommend talking to young people about condoms and understanding how to use them well before they're likely to have a sexual experience. So when the time comes, they're confident to use them correctly. Research shows that of students that are sexually active in grades 10 and 12, only 62% use condoms often or always. Condom use at first vaginal sex is pretty high, around 75%, and much lower for first anal sex, 47%. So this is something really important to keep talking to young people about. This will be the last podcast of the year, so I want to thank everyone for listening. We have lots planned for 2020, but would love to hear your suggestions on what you would like to hear. Email us at doingit at fpv.org.au and subscribe so you know when their next episode in the new year is up. So thank you, Alison, for talking to me today. You're going to talk me through condoms. My first question is, what is a condom and where do you get them? Okay, well, a condom is a barrier method that could be latex or non-latex and it's used to protect one person from another to stop sexually transmitted infections or sperm and egg from meeting to create a pregnancy. There are two types of condoms available, internal condoms, traditionally called the female condom and external condoms that go on an erect penis, traditionally called the male condom. And you buy them at supermarket, pharmacy? Yep, you can definitely buy them at supermarket, pharmacy. You can sometimes get them at a petrol station. Um, You can sometimes buy them in public toilets. And for young people, there are youth and community services and they can often pick them up for free from there with some lube as well. And if someone's buying them, what do the different sizes mean? Okay, so buying a condom or using a condom is a bit like, as I say, buying a pair of shoes. It's not one size fits all. So... Basically, it's a case of the person who has the penis, if they're going out buying the condoms, they need to think about what their penis is like when it's erect. So um, some people, their penis might be wider at the top of the head of the penis. And for a, um, because there's different shapes, you need to actually look at the side of the box to see what shape the condom is. Because some can be very straight up and down and others will maybe longer if they're extra large and wider at the head. So if somebody's got a foreskin, for example, or they have a wider head at the top of the penis, they might want to think about 
buying condoms or using condoms that are more flared so they're wider at the tip because this will um, feel more comfortable for them. If they're using condoms that are not comfortable, then the chances are they're not going to be using them. So it's really important that they do try different ones until they find one that suits them. So there are regular fit, there's um, extra wide, there is a close fit. So it's a case of trying different ones and seeing which, which one suits um, the person. And obviously a really important thing to note as well is that some people are allergic to latex. So there are non-latex ones available now. Um, so it's a case of, again, looking at the pack to see whether it's a latex or non-latex material. This is a question we get asked by young people a lot. Why are there flavoured condoms? Ah, flavoured condoms. Flavoured condoms are traditionally used for oral sex and the reason why they're flavoured is to mask the um, taste of the latex, basically. So, yeah, so that's why they come in different flavours. Mm-hmm. And what are dams? Dams are used to protect somebody's mouth from either somebody's vulva, which is the outside part, or the anus. And it's a way of reducing the transmission rate of sexually transmitted infections. Um, Dams are quite difficult to get hold of, to be honest. Sometimes family planning clinics might sell them. And uh, you can buy them online, but you would obviously need to be buying them from a reputable online service. But if somebody did want to use the dam, then what they can do is they can go into a search engine, uh, enter something in like dental dams in Australia, and they'll definitely get some hits and they can work out from there which ones are suitable for oral sex. And obviously the flavoured ones would be. If somebody doesn't want to use a dental dam, there is the option of um, cutting or um, if you're very very strong trying to tear um, a condom in half and then that way you can stretch out the um, condom and use that instead as a dental damage it's just a barrier to protect one person from another during oral sex mm-hmm. at fpv in classes we teach that there are 14 steps of using a condom can you talk me through all 14 steps of course i can well the most important one at the beginning is to make sure that both Both people are happy um, about having sex and they both understand the type of sex that they're going to be having. So we want both people to be consenting to the type of sex that they're having. We want people to check the expiry date because condoms have a shelf life and therefore if the condom is expired, it's much more likely that it's going to break during um, any sex. So we want people to be checking the expiry date. In order for um, a condom to be rolled onto a penis, we need the penis to be erect. So there needs to be some sexual activity happening in order for this to happen so that that both people are turned on so a condom can be applied to an erect penis. Once all that sort of started happening, then you need to think about how you're going to get the condom out and you have to remove it really carefully. We don't want people to be ripping the condom in the middle of the the packaging because obviously there's a risk then that they could tear the condom. So if they use their thumb and finger to push the condom to the side, it's a bit like, you know, when you're trying to get the last piece of toothpaste out. So you push the condom to the side and rip the condom from the other end and then you're going to squeeze the condom out again like you're trying to get the last piece of toothpaste out of the the toothpaste package then you're going to pinch the top of the condom and the reason why you're going to do that is because the top of the condom is to collect any ejaculation and obviously if there is air as that condom is rolled on then once the ejaculation happens the 
condom is going to actually split. So somebody needs to pinch the top of the condom and then the condom needs to be rolled down. I've often said it takes about three hands to put a condom on, someone to hold the penis in place, someone to hold the tip of the condom and somebody else to roll down the condom onto the penis. And you and if it doesn't roll easily, it's inside out. Yes, so there is an inside and outside way. So if you start to put the condom on and it's not rolling down properly and it keeps rolling back up, that means that you've actually applied it incorrectly. What you can't then do is turn the condom around and reapply it because any pre-cum or any infection is now on the outside of the condom that's about to be put inside another person. And that's why it's really important that the messages that we give around condoms is that you always carry more than one with you so that if you do um, have a problem when you're putting a condom on, you've got another one there as a backup. So um, you look to make sure that the condom is going to be rolled from the outside Side, and then as you roll the condom on you're rolling it all the way down to the base of the penis and you keep rolling until you can't roll anymore and clearly while this is happening you're pinching the top as well to ensure that there is no air in once you've rolled the condom on you are then ready to go and for many people they like to use lubricant and that lubricant must be water-based or silicon-based because otherwise if you use oil-based lubricants it could actually interfere with the material made that the the condom's made out of and that could actually um, mean that the condom would break. Then you're going to be having sex and during sex at some point hopefully there'll be some ejaculation into the condom. Once the person's ejaculated they're actually going to lose their erection so it's really important that they um, remove the penis with the condom on and don't stay inside the person. And to do that somebody needs to put their finger and thumb around the base of the penis with the condom in on so that as they're pulling out they can actually feel the condom coming away with the penis because what we don't want to happen is for as the person pulls out the condom is left inside the other person or the condom starts to roll up as they're withdrawing because then again there's going to be a risk of sexually transmitted infections and if it's sperm and egg then obviously there's a risk of pregnancy as well. So they withdraw and then they're going to check the condom just to make sure it's not broken and then they're going to um, remove the condom and then they're going to dispose of it in the a waste paper basket and not down the toilet because we don't want um, the fishes and the turtles to be swimming around everybody's condoms. We want to be environmentally friendly. Excellent. There's a lot of steps. There are a lot of steps. That's why there's 14 of them. (laughs) (laughs) And good to practice before an actual sexual experience. Yeah, absolutely. Because 14 sounds an awful lot, doesn't it? About, you know, it's going to take ages to actually put this condom on. It is if it's the first time that somebody's had sex and they haven't practiced putting them on. So practice does make perfect. So it's really important that we encourage young people to um, practice in the privacy of their own home. Um, if, they, if they're the ones with the penis, they can practice putting the condom on, for example, during masturbation. And that way they also get used to the sense of what the condom feels like on the penis and also the touch of the condom on the penis as well. And that's really important um, so that they can get their brain and penis sort of talking to each other so that when they actually do come to have sex it will feel very natural to be having sex with a condom for people who don't have a penis obviously there are other 
objects like a banana or a um, cucumber, for example. And what they could be doing is just practicing applying the condom to that as well. So they also become confident. And the more you practice, the more confident you're going to be, the quicker you're going to be at applying the, the condom. And obviously, that's what we want to be happening. We want people to be using condoms as much as possible when they're having intercourse. Mm. What should a young person do if a condom either breaks or just hasn't worked? Sure. Don't panic because you're not going to be the first person and you're not going to be the last person either. Um, At some point later on down the track, you might want to think about whether it was the way that you applied it, et cetera, et cetera, could have uh, meant that it's broken. But at the time that it's happening, you need to be considering what the risks are. Is there a risk from um, sperm and egg meeting and therefore there's a risk of pregnancy or is there a risk of sexually transmissible infections? In regards to pregnancy, there is emergency contraception available from a pharmacist. The other option is to have a copper IUD fitted, but it's actually quite difficult to, because of timing, to uh, get an insertion done um, as emergency contraception, but it is an option. So um, if somebody goes to the pharmacist, they need to go as soon as possible after sex. Some of the medication is um, effective up to five days, which is 120 hours, but um, it would depend upon the circumstances as to which medication they would get so the sooner somebody seeks help the better so either from a pharmacist or going to a family planning clinic it's called emergency contraception now but a lot of people might um, still call it or might have heard it being called the morning after pill and that often makes people think that they can only use it the morning after and as I said that's not necessarily the case but timing is really important so as soon as someone has had unprotected sex they need to be thinking if they've had sperm egg sex what the risk of pregnancy is and then trying to seek out emergency contraception as soon as they can. The other thing about, obviously, if the condom breaks or slips is the risk of sexually transmissible infections. So, again, it's about going to get tested, to going to see a doctor or a nurse to talk about what the risks are so they can work out what testing needs to be done. The other thing to think about with sexually transmitted infection risk is also the risk of HIV. If somebody has had a significant risk for HIV transmission, there is medication, anti-HIV medication, that a person can take. It has to be started within 72 hours and they have to take the medication for one month. Um, There is a helpline called PEP that people ring post-exposure prophylaxis and an assessment would be done to um, work out whether that person had had a significant risk. So it's important that people know that. Thank you so much for going through all that information. Um, Yeah, helpful for everyone to know and get reminded about lots, I think. Absolutely. And obviously, the more condomless sex people have with sexual partners, the more risk of acquiring a sexually transmitted infection. So it's really important that people think about getting tested on a regular basis and keep um, safe as possible. Mm, Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Alison. Here's my important messages for young people about condoms. Use condoms or a barrier even if there's no risk of pregnancy. Condoms also protect against STIs. Condoms go out of date or can be weakened if stored incorrectly, like in someone's back pocket for six months. Lubricant is a good idea. Vaginas are naturally a bit lubricated. Anuses are not. 
If the condom has not worked, it would be really important to get emergency contraception if the sex might result in pregnancy and an STI check and perhaps thinking about PEP if it was a high risk of HIV exposure. We have lots of information about condoms on our website. Kids Health have some info too. I'll put links in the episode notes. For more information about the sexual behaviour of young Australians, have a look at the 6th National Survey of Australian Secondary Students and Sexual Health 2019 by Australian Research Centre into Sex Health and Society at La Trobe University. You can listen to our episode about this research in a previous podcast. I'll put a link to that also. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your support this year. Look forward to making more episodes next year. Bye.